to the Time for Teaching podcast. This podcast explores the joys and challenges of teaching in higher education. I'm Kelly Fox. And I'm Kim Reed. And I'm pleased to report that we have a friend here today. We're so excited to be joined by Molly Zarwini. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Perfect. And I'm not sure if you've listened to the show before, but we typically like to start our episodes with an intro to our guest. So Kelly, over to you. Let me introduce Molly Zarwini, who grew up in rural Ontario in a little right. town called Eris between Alora and Guelph. She traveled to into Fergus, Ontario, home of the Highland Games, for her secondary education and then took a big jump into the big city for post-secondary at Seneca's General Arts and Sciences program. Molly was part of the very first graduating cohort for that program and was able to transfer many of her courses into her Bachelor of Arts degree at York University. She continued to build upon her educational experiences by balancing raising little ones and completing leading her master's of education. Outside of Georgian, Molly enjoys hiking, camping, and scrapbooking. The office is a go-to for comedic relief. We all know we need that these days. Molly made news in the Georgian world when she was climbed on by a squirrel inside a building on campus. It's her claim to fame and has resulted in squirrel gifts and many stories about the legend of the squirrel whisperer. <laughs> we are so excited to chat with you today. Welcome, Molly. Thank you very much. That's a lovely intro. Okay, so we'd like to get started with learning a little bit more about you, Molly. So could you please tell us a little bit about your journey to Georgian College and your role here within the Georgian community? Of course. Um, so I really believe that you kind of end up where you're meant to be. Um, so I always said, um, and my husband will corroborate this, that if I could find a job where I could just, you know, learn every day and, um, you know, get to get to go to lots of different classes, um, I would do it because I would continue to go to school my whole life if I could. And um that would be my dream job. And look at it. I found it. it. It really does exist. I was, I was surprised and, and it was wonderful. Um, but that didn't happen right away. Of course. Um, I had lots of, um, loss in my life, um, during my twenties and that really changed and informed the way I look at life. I realized, um, life was too short and I wanted to uh, focus on my kids when they were young. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I decided uh, to give them the best of me when I could. So I stayed at home with them for a long time. So I kind of put my career on hold for a number of years. And then also in my life, I had an uncle who had um, an acquired brain, in brain injury. So I've always been conscious about um, the impact of having a disability, what the impact it is on people's lives and, um, and their futures and um, having uh, that quality of life. So um, mm -hmm. when my kids were um, old enough, so my daughter, I think, was in grade six, and my son was in about grade three, I decided to go back to school, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which was quite an undertaking because they were, um, they were little and they, they still needed me a little bit, but, but a lot less than they used to. Um, so I actually chose to go um, do my master's in the States um, so I could go on the weekends and then complete my homework during the week. So I got my master's education um, in Buffalo, uh, which oh. was wonderful because I love to shop. So I could... <laughs> 
<laughs> it had a twofer there. Yeah. <laughs> that was wonderful. And then um, the other piece, uh, my Georgian connection, is my mother-in-law. Um, there was actually another Zarwini at the college before me. Um, so she used to be, um, uh, it was called disability specialist when she was there, but it's accessibility advisor now. Um, I believe, I could be wrong, she was one of the first um, in that department. So, and I always, um, she always talked about how she loved to work at Georgian and how uh, she loved to go to work and she loved her job. And I always was like, um, I, I want to love my job. Like life is too short not to love your job. So um, when I saw the learning facilitator job at Georgian, I'm like pounced on it. I'm like, I'm applying for that. It was very exciting. Um, so I did apply and I got the job in 2011. I was part of the second. Uh, so they had one semester before I got there. So I started in the winter semester after the program started. And um, I've been there ever since because I love it. And I've moved up. I now teach part-time in the program. And then I'm also team lead of the program now. Well, we are very lucky to have you at Georgian. And and uh, I know I hear often um, from your students and colleagues how lucky they f- they are or how they feel to have the CIC department and and you as well, Molly, particularly. So if anybody is listening and who, you know, who has heard of uh, maybe maybe not even heard of CIC before, can you tell us a little bit about what CIC is and um, maybe a little bit about who your student is. So CICE is short form for Community Integration Through Cooperative Education. And that's why we shorten it CICE. <laughs> quite long. Um, and we, um, we offer support for students with diverse learning challenges. So um, a lot of our students will um, probably have thought that they didn't, uh, they weren't able to go to college um, because uh, they wouldn't have the requirements or they needed um, support in their learning. And we offer that support to our students. Um, so uh, it's um, it's actually an access program uh, so that students can come and, and get the college experience. And um, like our focus is employability so that we help our students learn how to um, go out into the workforce and the skills they need and we help them enhance their skills you know resume writing and cover letter and stuff but the uh the students when they come they want the college experience right so they want to meet new people and they want that freedom of independence because uh, just like any other um, college program our students are coming to us probably being independent you know outside of their parents for the first time right and have a lot of constraints lifted and, and just doing that that college thing i did mention that our core courses so our our, um, our main courses are in employability, um, but students also have the opportunity to take modified courses in other program areas. And we call those integrated courses. Um, and those are the courses that the students really like to take. Like they, they basically, you know, they come to our employability classes and they do well in them, but they're not the ones that they, they really are excited about coming to. Uh, you know, resume and cover letters are fun, but, you know, um, but then so they can choose um, in their second, third and fourth semesters courses in other programs that they're interested in. And that's where they um, have a learning facilitator uh, with them. And so the learning facilitator goes to class with them. Uh, when we're face to face, they take notes, um, facilitate group work in class or um, help the student any way they need it. Um, sometimes students, um, you know, don't want to be identified in the classroom. So they will, um, you know, sit off and the learning facilitator won't do those things. And it'll happen later because um, they get a one hour tutor session for, for their um, integrated 
associate classes afterwards. And um, those courses, they don't get the same credit as the other students. We call it a, a Z credit. Um, so they get, say it was communication essentials, they would get a COMZ 1016 credit, not a COMM, I think is the, uh, the regular credit code. So because what learning facilitators also do is they modify um, the tests and assignment and the learning outcomes so that each of our students get an individualized college experience. So when students apply to our program, we don't um, ask for diagnosis or, or anything like that. Uh, we get to know our students and we um, modify and make those um, modifications according to the student's strengths. So we like to say we're a strength-based program. So we focus on what you can do, not what what challenges you. So we, we try to give the, the students um, strategies and help them practice those strategies so that they can use their strengths um, to overcome those challenges. So. Um, and I think it's really exciting because uh, students might come in. Some students will come from high school with more of a negative experience about education or not, you know, feeling um, that they they um, had a hard time there and, and they didn't get the support they need. Possibly there's all kinds of different stories. But um, when they come to us, uh, it's it's nice to see that attitude sort of change as as they go through because they become more um, self-confident, they become more independent and they learn how to advocate for themselves and asking for what they need. They really, um, they grow up in our program, so to speak, because they start uh, getting that independence. Um, because I think the framework um, in high school, and it has to be that way, is that the it's the parents are advocating for for their students. It changes when they come to college because um, they're adults when they come to college, so they start to learn how to advocate for themselves and take over some of those responsibilities, which is um, really cool. Um, and I I think back to my uncle when um, when he was um, living with my grandparents and. They didn't. They didn't help him learn self advocacy and, and and independence. They he was really dependent on them, and um, you know he had a really hard time when they passed away because he didn't know what to do uh, because he didn't have that level of independence. So I really I feel strongly about helping our students gain that independence so that someday when they when they need to they know what to do. That's wonderful. So this warms my heart because I love the program. I think it's unbelievable and amazing, and I love hearing the way that you talk about it. And I think as a parent um, of a child with special needs, my son has Down syndrome, uh, my youngest son. So he's a CIC hopeful. Hopefully he'll be coming to the program eventually. Um, it's very exciting. We have had um, a lot of interactions with uh, support and therapy and services. And uh, I think the ones that have been um, immensely helpful for my son are the ones that kind of see things through the same lens that you're seeing things through, Molly. Seeing the positive and focusing on what students and people can do. Um, I think just that attitude goes such a long way. So I appreciate you and appreciate the program so much. Um, okay, so next question. Um, we'd like to talk a little bit about how CICE is integrated into the Georgian structure and community. So we've talked a little bit about this already. Um, and then maybe you can talk a little bit more about the relationship between the CICE program and other program areas. So are students gaining um, like certificates or diplomas in the other program areas or are they taking the courses and those are contributing to their 
their um, personal uh, certificate? Yeah, that's a good question. And um, so the students get a certificate in CICE, so a community integration through cooperative education certificate. Uh, they're not getting um, a, a diploma or anything in the other program areas. Uh, those um, courses, the integrated courses are, um, <laughs> those other courses in other program areas are meant um, to enhance employability skills. So for example, if they're taking uh, Bun on the Run, right, they're enhancing their food prep skills and their customer service skills. But because they're getting the Z credit, they're not going to get um, a diploma in hospitality management, which is what the other students are in, right? So it's it's a little bit different for our students. And we create areas of study um, for them to choose from. So they need three courses from their area of study um, to graduate. And they, um, they will pick from those areas of study. So some might want to do food prep, some might want to do computers. Um, we have baking courses. We have um, lots of great partnerships with um, many of the areas around the college. And uh, if anyone is listening and wants to, um, you know, think they have some courses that would uh, be great, a great fit for CICE, I would love to speak to them. They can just reach out to me and I'd be happy to have a conversation about that. So we're always looking for new opportunities for our students to try new things. So for anyone who has worked with a CICE student, um, or in the CI or program in the past, or may work with one of your fabulous students in the future. Could you speak to the role of the CIC? E learning facilitator. The learning facilitators. Um, so what they do when they're they're in the courses are, um, you know, they're they're ambassadors for the program first of all because they they get to meet faculty and it's really a partnership with faculty when when we're in the class. Um, so they they work together. Um, faculty will um, work with the learning facilitators to help them modify the tests and assignments. So um, you know, getting this, the the um, resources to them uh, so that they can you know, look at them and modify them and things. So we kind of ask sometimes for our faculty if they can possibly to get things to us a little bit earlier um, before the other students get it. So the learning facilitator can be prepared and able to, um, you know, give our students their assignment because it will look different from what the other students are doing. If you have a CICE student uh, in your class, um, how can a learning facilitator or what does a learning facilitator do to enhance the learning experience of our students? Um, so learning facilitators um, do so much and they're such dedicated professionals um, and they're really dedicated to um, supporting the students so that they can have a really successful and the best college uh, learning experience that they can have. Um, so the learning facilitators will do a lot of things to uh, support the students um, while they're in the classroom. So, um, you know, one thing might just be um, the, the learning facilitator will be hands off depending on what the uh, student would like, right? So we really expect, respect, sorry, the students' wishes as far as um, what they're looking for in their college education. Um, and some students might want to sit right with the learning facilitator because they might feel more comfortable that way. Um, so they're able to, you know, um, ask a question or um, get a clarification um, of the learning facilitator if, if they needed to. Um, so if there's group work, for example, the learning facilitator might join the group. They can either prepare, uh, if they have the 
the um, what the group assignment would be or the in-class assignment would be ahead of time, they could um, prepare the students so that they can think of answers because sometimes uh, it takes longer to process and think of answers and doing it right in the moment with a group of people you don't know is, is kind of scary. Uh, so if they have the questions beforehand, they can prepare answers and then they're ready to make a contribution. You know, they, they do lots of things also outside of the classroom. So in that tutor session, the um, excuse me, learning facilitator will um, go over key points. Um, they'll they'll look at the assignments with the student. They'll help with editing the assignment. Um, they usually, when they um, change the assignments for students, a lot of the times they'll build structure into this, the assignment. So they might chunk it a little bit more. If the assignment is, um, you know, a big page of, of sentences of what to do, they might take it out and put it into a checklist. Do this, do this, do this. Add deadlines and due dates for the students. Uh, so, you know, it's not, you know, you have to have it done by April 1st to you know they would give them, you know, you have to have this part done by March 29th and this part done by March uh, 31st and, and this part done by April 1st. So um, that kind of thing really helps students to feel less anxious about about the workload and then keep them on, ta on task and um organized for the assignment. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And I have to say, Molly, I completely echo um, what you're saying about how amazing and dedicated the CIC learning facilitators are. I had the pleasure of working with um, a student a few terms ago in a conflict resolution class, and he was fantastic. Um, he had a very sharp sense of humor that I appreciated so much. Um, and I was wowed by how um, the learning facilitator who he was working with kind of balanced the what I'm sure is very difficult um, balance between supporting and like allowing that kind of autonomy and, um, you know, allowing him to really have his personality shine and to find kind of his rhythm and flow in the class. Um, I was particularly impressed with how the learning facilitator was able to kind of very seamlessly and she made it look very effortless to help him um, in group work. He was visually impaired, the student who um, we were working with, and she would, you know, very quietly quietly kind of say, okay, this, this person's sitting here and that's this person's name. And she got them all kind of situated. And then it was like, she would just kind of tap him or, you know, say something quietly when it was his turn to speak or when they were kind of going around in a circle. And I always was just, you know, very, um, appreciative of how, she worked so hard to allow him his independence, but still be there for that support. So I think it's a very difficult balance, but one that I know the learning facilitators really um, do an excellent job with. So very exciting. Okay. So um, based on your experience in the department, we're going to kind of switch gears now. And um, cause we don't, we have no idea who listens really. We know that there are some people who listen. Um, <laughs> we're, we think that some of our listeners are mostly faculty. So we were wondering if you could offer some advice to faculty as to what they can do to contribute and support um, what the student is doing and what the learning facilitator are doing in the classroom um, to ensure like the best possible experience for students um, in the CIC program. Yeah, and we so appreciate uh, our faculty partnerships. Like we wouldn't have those integrated classes if faculty weren't teaching them. So um, that's really uh, what we, we love the most. Like um, students are able to um, go to different classes and have different faculty and all these different types of experiences and and that really is just um, the main thing that we that we ask of faculty, like just just teach your courses. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like that's so students and, and then just um, be aware that, you know, they're a CICE student, but they're they're also just a student. Um, right. So we don't want to. Um, 
treat them any differently. Um, students mm -hmm. in the CIC program are allowed to succeed, they're allowed to fail, and they're allowed to have the college experience that they um, they they want, right? So some mm -hmm. students, when they come to us, they don't even really care about marks or, you know, um, so they don't have to have great marks, right? Some, some Somebody's win might be 50%, another person's win might be 90%, right? So um, just that every CIC student is, is a little bit different in their motivation and uh, what what they want to get out of the out of the course, right? Just like any other student, um, I had mentioned before about resources for LFs. Um, it, it's always helpful if they get some resources uh, beforehand. I know it's not always possible, but the the earlier they can get things, the easier it is for them to be prepared and able to anticipate the things the students might need in the moment. Because sometimes they're um, modifying on the fly if they get something the day of or during class so they're like oh okay so don't do this part and mm -hmm. and modify up that part and things like that but um really um excuse me we just appreciate that um faculty are there to teach and um that we are able to be in those classes so i have uh to share with you here um, Molly, this actually just recently came into my Twitter account and it completely warmed my heart. I'll just read you the tweet, actually. It just said, the look on my son's face as he read his college acceptance letter. I am so grateful for the existence of CICE programs. It made his dreams possible. Now, I realize this is a podcast, but if I could explain the the absolute joy and smile on this young man's face, it is just, I don't know how you wouldn't, your heart wouldn't just melt uh, just by looking at it. It was such a lovely, it was from his mother as well. So she was uh, completely thrilled. Is there a story that you might share with the listeners that might highlight a great CICE student experience or, you know, a great success story? Or uh, what is something that you like to maybe to share with our listeners or the Georgian community? There are so many things I could share because I, I really feel there's so many good things happening in CICE. Um, I had, there's one that comes to mind that that happened recently we were um, completing course selection with a student so they were going through our list of courses and and choosing what they wanted to take in their next semester and they um they said to to us that um they always thought that they they could only do um, food prep or hospitality. And everyone had always told them that's what they were good at and that's what they were meant to do. But he said during CICE, he had learned that maybe he's interested in something else and that he really wanted to take a different type of program. So he said, and so I'm going to choose that program um, and think a little bit out of the box because he came to us thinking, I'm, I'm going to take all food prep and I'm going to work in a restaurant. Um, but now he, he is taking another course in a different program and he's so successful and enjoying it and doing a great job. And he it opened up his eyes that he could do something different than he always thought he could. And I think that is CICE in a nutshell. We're trying to get students to think differently about themselves and learn different things and experience all different things. Like they they don't have to take, you know, just that pigeonhole thing that people have always told them that that's the best job you can get. It's got the most jobs and you should, you should take this because you're good at it. But you can take things that, you know, take a risk and take a chance and maybe learn something new or find something that uh, you actually can excel in even more. That was pretty... Pretty cool. 
That's a wonderful story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, this is all wonderful. And it's so nice to hear about all of the great things that are going on around Georgian. And I think it's very important that we um, take the opportunity to showcase and spotlight um, programs and people like you. Um, so we appreciate you being here so much, Molly. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And uh, we really, well, I really hope that our paths cross again in the near future when my little guy is a bigger guy. And uh, hopefully we'll be sitting down to do course selections someday. Awesome. Um, so, so thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here with us. Yes, it was such a pleasure. I hope we can chat again soon, uh, maybe very soon. And maybe we can actually in the future stop by your office and say hello. That would be lovely. That would be lovely. I'm hoping for those days to come soon. <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. Thanks so much, guys. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.